Have you ever wondered why anyone drinks Malort? Or if there are actually lobsters in the Chicago River? Then listen to the Curious City podcast, where we answer all your questions about Chicago and the region. WBEZ's Curious City is part of the NPR network and available wherever you find your podcasts. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset, your place for news, politics, and more. the last time you went to one of Chicago's two major airports and thought, gee, that process was so easy. Well, if it's been a while, you're not alone. A recent survey found both O'Hare and Midway airports ranked below the national average in customer satisfaction. It asked about things like security checks, baggage claim, and the food at the terminals. So are Chicago airports losing their edge? And how can they do better? Joining us to dig into the survey's findings is Michael Taylor, practice lead for travel intelligence at the consumer research firm J.D. Power. Michael, what qualities do the highest ranking airports have in this survey? Well, J.D. Power looks at six factors. I think you mentioned them at the top, everything from getting to the airport to claiming your bag. And the most important, the two most important are the actual physical building itself. What is the airport like? Um, are there things to do? Is the gate area comfortable? Are the bathrooms clean? Does the Wi-Fi work really well? Second biggest one is actually getting to the airport. How easy is it to get to the airport campus and get into the building and get away from the uh, airport campus uh, once you've claimed your bag or left your flight? And what about the lowest-ranking airports? (laughs) The lowest-ranking airports generally are the older airports that have uh, a lot of construction planned in the next few years, as in uh, construction with a B, as in billions. And that certainly applies to O'Hare. O'Hare was a great idea uh, when it was first uh, built, I believe, in the mid-'80s, and I was living in Chicago at at the time, and I recall uh, how cool the building was. But now, with the number of people that go through O'Hare, the airport is fantastically um, underserves those number of passengers. Uh, it's just simply not big enough uh, or designed to handle the number of passengers it currently handles now. I see. So uh, O'Hare rose up one spot from being dead last in 2021. Which of the six factors did they get the lowest marks on? Oh, gosh, almost. Uh, I'd hate to say this, but almost all of them. Wow. <laughs> um, that bad, yeah. huh? Um yeah, and that's generally something we see uh, when an airport is scheduled to, you know, have major renovation. Uh, the analogy I use is that if you were going to tear down your house, you wouldn't put a new roof on it. And that's exactly what happens with almost every airport that's scheduled for major renovation. And uh, as I said before, they're planning that $8.5 billion worth of renovations to O'Hare. So that's uh, one of the reasons why it, it just doesn't perform as well, and that's going to that's something that's very typical um, for airports that are slightly for mm-hmm. either demolition or for major renovation. And, and so I noticed when I was looking at your survey, O'Hare is in a different category than Midway. Can you talk about how the airports are categorized for this? Yeah, sure. It's very easy. Um, we ha- we call O'Hare's category the mega airport category. Mm-hmm. And those are uh, airports that have 33 million passengers or more per year that go through them. And they have different problems and different uh, performances versus airports that are smaller. Uh, and so we categorize them because the, the way that they handle passengers and the, you know, the issues that they encounter, passengers encounter at these different sized airports are quite different among the three categories that we measure. 
Mike, let's jump to the phones real quick and hear from Chris in Kankakee. Hey, Chris, welcome to Reset. Hey, thank you for having me. What are your thoughts? So I fly regularly out of uh, O'Hare, Denver, Cleveland, all over the country for work. And although I'm not a Chicagoan, I'm originally from Ohio, mm-hmm. um, I noticed that O'Hare seems to be relatively fluid. Um, even when lines are quite long, it seems like things are moving pretty good. Um, signage, in my opinion, is pretty good. Uh, the only thing I wish uh, would be changed is perhaps um, on certain walkways or certain um, elevators, escalators, things like that. Um, they had a walking side and standing side. Sometimes you get traffic jams with individuals that tend to stand on the moving walkways. But compared to Denver, I find that their signage, uh, especially as a mega airport, as your uh, previous speaker mentioned, mm-hmm. um, is a little less organized, in my opinion. Uh. So it's the signage. Thank you for calling, Chris. Good point. Signage, Mike, it's really important when you're in a rush oh. and trying to catch the next flight, right? Yeah, I could probably talk for the rest of the day on airport signage. Signage is airport a bathroom, big deal. But it's one of my pet projects. Uh, mm. Yes, the, the, what happens when normally with airports when there's signage packages, they're called, degrades just because they've added things to the airport. And really, once you do that, you really have to start from ground zero to make sure that your signage, you know, is logical and you have a sign at every decision point. And that's generally the biggest problem with airport signage is you'll see a sign somewhere in the airport to say to rental car area. And then you'll get to a decision point, like a new hallway or a new concourse, and there won't be a sign there because someone, yeah. once they built that part of the airport, neglected to think about, oh, you know, we need have to be consistent in our signage from the origin point, which is usually the gate, um, to wherever that passenger wants to go. Right, right. We know Chicago's airport score drops. Uh, it's reflecting a nationwide trend. What happened, mm-hmm. especially over the last few years? Well, basi- yeah, basically there are far you know, more passengers at the airports than there were a year ago. Granted, we're, you know, we're coming out of that COVID period. And uh, in the J.D. Power survey, the highest satisfaction scores we've ever seen in the airport study were during the height of COVID because there's no one in the terminals. And it's just easier to navigate an airport when there's no one there. It's, you're, you're parked closer. There are fewer lines at TSA. It takes five minutes to load a pl- an airplane with only 25 passengers on it. However, that is not a successful business model for airlines or airports. So as we've added more people, we expected to see satisfaction go down, and that's exactly what's happened in the last two years. We uh, invited the Chicago Department of Aviation's Commissioner, Jamie Reed, to join us for the conversation, but she was not available. Uh, But in a written Mm -hmm. statement, her department said, quote, the passenger experience is top of mind at O'Hare and Midway every single day. Several of the airport's concessionaires, especially smaller, diverse firms, are facing the same hiring challenges common throughout the travel and hospitality industries, end quote. And it goes on to discuss plans to help them staff up ahead of this upcoming holiday season. Mike, how long do you think these hiring challenges will last at these airports? Well, I tell you, it's a mystery to almost everybody I talk to. Um, but no one sees an end to the insight to this. Um, there's actually going to have to be some economic you know, macro force that comes to bear to get people to say, okay, I want to take that entry-level job or a job that's you know, got different hours or a location job like an airport. So it's hard for uh, almost everybody I talk to to see the end of this thing. It, it will eventually end. We'll eventually have some kind of economic reckoning that will yeah. motivate people to take these jobs, whether that's a higher wage offered um, by the uh, employers or some other economic issue that comes up. Let's jump to the phone lines here. We've got Mark in Old Irving Park. 
Hi, Mark. Hi. Hey. How are you? Doing good. What do you think about our airports? Are you a fan or not? I think they're both great in many ways. I just picked up a a friend at uh, Midway an hour ago. Okay. And whereas at O'Hare, when you pick someone up on the lower level, they have the numbers out so you can see them for the door that the person walked out of. For example, Terminal 1 United. It'll be 1A, 1B, 1C, or whatever. And you can see it out at that lane. At Midway, that's not the case. They have the door number the person walks out of clearly marked back at the original terminal. But from three lanes out, you can't see those numbers. And if there's a bus in the lane between, you clearly can't see them. Mm. So it was amusing in a chaotic uh, way, but we were both pretty perturbed yeah well you found your sister which is which is good I'm, I'm happy mark but yes mark's bringing up that same point it's the signage right mike it goes back to the signs yeah exactly right i mean uh, again airports in the united states are pretty much in turmoil under you know a lot of pressure to cons- to renovate or do the construction yeah and again it's the same thing you know you're if you're going to tear up a roadway or redesign the airport you know, you're not going to put up a new sign. Yeah, for sure. And so that does cause some problems. And I think Rick's got something to say about signage as well. Rick from Highland Park is with us now. How are you doing? Yes, hi, thanks. What do you I, think? I uh, just recently, tra- recently traveled through O'Hare, as I do uh, quite often, and it always amazes me how terrible the the rideshare signage is, the location. It's all jumbled together. They, you, know, you have to walk times two terminals to get to your Uber. Oh, I, I can't stand that walk. Is, it's impossible to find the, the signage. And it's at night, the whole area is so dimly lit, you don't know know where you are. And mm-hmm. there's people everywhere. So simple little things like increase the lighting, have better signage. When the directional signage for Uber, for example, is on a decal on the floor of the terminal that is packed with people, yeah. you can't see the decal. What is the point? Not rocket science. Yeah, I totally get you, Rick. Rick reminded me of my hate for, you know, calling for a rideshare from O'Hare. The green zone, uh, orange zone setup, that, that's just not working. It, it's quite frustrating. Uh, let's hear from Rona in Lakeview. Hi, Rona. What are your thoughts on O'Hare Airport? My big complaints are about getting there. <laughs> getting there by car is a nightmare. I will not pick people up at O'Hare because it is such a nightmare, so unreliable. Getting there by CTA is insecure, and um, uh, and parking at O'Hare is awful. Um, I've had I, I, I traveled in March and I drove because I thought that would be the smartest thing to do. Well, that was a mistake. Not only was the drive awful. But the only place, but I kept getting misled about where I could park. And the only place I ended up finding a spot was in a tow zone. And I prayed wow. the whole time that when I returned on Saturday night, my car would still be there, which it was, fortunately. Yeah, wow. Yeah, you, you share my frustration, Rona. Getting there is, is a nightmare. And when I park there, just the the rigmarole of getting that shuttle bus to get back to the parking lot i it's just a headache i never want mike did the survey ask folks specifically what they thought would increase their satisfaction 
Oh, well, we do uh, a lot of analysis to find out what people want in satisfaction. The biggest thing they want is better access, which your last two callers have been talking about. Yeah. Um, that's one of the bigger things that could be improved. Again, with uh, so many people accessing airports these days, just getting to the airport is one of the bigger hassles. The second biggest, most uh, second most important uh, factor that could be improved in the airport um, uh, or in, in the airports across the United States. Mm-hmm. The other thing that your uh, person mentioned, uh, one of the callers mentioned, was parking. Yes. Uh, because there's more leisure travel, um, leisure travelers uh, accessing the airport, they tend to, A, drive their car, own cars more often and park, and they tend to park longer. And this is filling up lots across the United States. Um, yeah, you, yeah, you know, can hardly example, find Orlando. a spot. You can hardly find a spot. Yeah, and sometimes that? you can hardly find right. a spot. You can, and sometimes I wonder, have these cars been here for a month? Right. They're there longer than they normally would be uh, in pre- versus previous years. But if you're in Orlando, Orlando is like 98% full as far as their parking lot goes. Uh, several airports, on, in my home airports, I live in the New York area, I live in Connecticut. Um, you know, they, uh, it used to be that O'Hare used to have the highest parking rate uh, in the nation. Uh, well, New York decided to do something about that, and they raised their daily rate to $75 a day if you don't prepay wow. uh, to go to the airport. So if you just roll up, you're paying $75 to Not doing that. Next to the terminal at LaGuardia. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 pretty astounding when you come to the you know to you know put your ticket back in the machine to get the receipt and it says uh, one hundred fifty dollars and you've been gone for thirty six. I would have hours. an immediate heart attack. <laughs> well, yeah, and what they're doing, what they're trying to do there is trying to get people not to park uh, at the airport and find alternative um, methods and modes of transportation because they're filling up their lots so fast. Interesting which is, stuff. Uh, seems kind of counterintuitive, but that's that's the way they're working it. That's Mike Taylor. A practice lead for travel intelligence at JD Power. Thank you so much for joining us. You're quite welcome. This episode of Reset was produced by Brenda Ruiz. It was mixed by Ethan Schwab. Enjoying the show? Then why don't you subscribe to our podcast? We have so many interviews and conversations for you to listen to. And don't forget to leave us a rating. It really helps other listeners find us. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll see you tomorrow. break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience. I'll tell you that. (laughs) I discovered authors I'd never heard of and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts.